right. Hello, everyone. I am Sergio um, doing a dodgeball podcast interview, not international for once. Um, actually speaking with a good friend of mine from Arizona. Uh, Gage, uh, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Gage Young. Um, I'm from Arizona. I've been playing dodgeball for about four or five years now. <laughs> All right. So let's get some preliminaries out the way. Uh, what's your jersey number and why? Uh, my jersey number is just number three. Um, it's just kind of a number that I've stuck with growing up, whether I've been playing Little League Baseball or, um, I mean, just going on to any jersey. That's always been my go-to number. And even though we didn't get to play uh, last year, um, what team would you have played on? Or would you currently play for if we be playing right now? So for open, if we were doing like open 8.5 and open nosing, I would have been on Havoc. And then I've had a couple of teams I've been talking to about maybe doing like the co-ed nosing. And then I would have done for the foam rounds or – current team reckon so for uh, for the, like the foam cla- like the like the classic the uh, the foam uh, tournaments you'd be in and that's how you say it, reckon right yeah there's always a <laughs> way of saying it it's always recon or reckon <laughs> i always get crap because i always say it wrong every time so that's it- funny I mean, I, I've talked to several team members on that team, and they always give me different answers. Um, <laughs> some say recon, some say reckon. Some it, it's clearly obvious that it's like now a running joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so hypothetically, you would have been on Havoc. Uh, is Havoc still planning to come back once we resume playing? Um, I haven't really gotten to talk to much of the team players. Um you know, throughout the past year, I would hope so because I was really excited to, you know, jump on to a more experienced team, um, especially with like round one with the plans that we had. I was really looking forward to that to see how we would have played out for uh, both divisions. Oh, for sure. Um, so let's get into it. Um, how, how did you get into uh, dodgeball? You said four or five years ago? Yeah, I graduated high school, and then my mom, she ended up telling me that we're going to end up moving to Arizona. Um, Just wanted a new start to everything. Um, It was pretty much like a totally opposite uh, transition because out here it's like really hot majority of the time, unless (laughs) it's more of the winter months. But, um, yeah, I moved out here, and – when I lived in New Hampshire, I always watched like YouTube videos of dodgeball, whether it was at Sky Zone or a um, couple, couple of leagues that Arizona had. And I always thought, I was like, man, that'd be cool if I ever got to do that. I never thought I would, but I always thought it'd be cool. And I ended up moving out here, you know, when I graduated. So I'm like, okay, this might actually happen. I'll start playing. And um, just started going to an open gym that uh it was called ndo at the time where santi ran it and um that's pretty much where it all started so you're from uh, new hampshire you're not just born you're not born and raised in arizona no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm kind of curious uh 
why why Arizona? I mean, that's a, that's something I always asked because it was <laughs> it was something that my mom wanted to choose, and I was coming straight out of high school, so I thought um, I always had that choice. I could either choose to stay and live in New Hampshire or um, continue to play it out and live with my mom out here in Arizona, and then I eventually moved out. So um, it was always that choice of do I stay or do I go, and I chose to come out here. Yeah, that's a pretty solid choice there. Um, <laughs> so you you mentioned like a throwback name, Santi. Um, you mentioned NDO. So what was your first impression at the NDO um, Open Gym? I remember it was at City Square. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was kind of nervous and I was a little, I guess you say starstruck because I heard that Andrew Ketchup played in that league. I heard Alan Stott played there. Um, I know that they ended up running their um, USA uh, team USA tryouts there too. So I knew it wasn't just uh, another league where you have local players and then you have your traveling teams, but you have these, you know, world professional players that play in this league too. So it, I was kind of nervous too, even though I'm like dodgeball, I always play dodgeball. I should be more excited. And um, even for it being foam, like I was not expecting everyone to throw as hard as they could too, or everyone (laughs) to take it as serious as I did as well. Um, But I mean, it was just a blast the first time I went. And, um, you know, I got to meet a couple of the players that they looked like they were so good, but they haven't really traveled much yet but i looked at them i was like they're really gonna go places um so you mentioned you mentioned that uh you mentioned that uh open gym you mentioned ketchum and and stott and you also mentioned that that's where like the team usa uh tryouts used to be i I think that's where we met i'm trying to piece it together in my mind where have we met and just thinking like this kid never ages (laughs) (laughs) i was like i think i I might be wrong, but I believe we met in like 2016. I think you, I don't know if you tried out for team USA or if you just played in that uh, one day tournament, but I want to say we met around that time. And all I just kept thinking was gauge from 2016 and gauge now just does not age. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to ask this question before it goes anywhere else. What's, what's your secret, man? What's, what's, (laughs) Where's the fountain of youth? Is it Sedona? Is it New Hampshire? What is it, man? Oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it's just sticking to what I usually do as far as my eating habits. <laughs> um, but no, I still, I mean, I still love going to Sky Zone too. I like having that atmosphere of just still being a kid, even though I'm still doing adult things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm all I'm gonna say is, I mean, you're gonna be at that perpetual age where you're still gonna be carded at bars. So good for you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> How you 15 going on 30, still looking 12 is beyond me. Um, <laughs> uh, so around your early years of dodgeball, um, you mentioned Ketchum, you mentioned Stott, but uh, I also want to say a couple years ago. Um, Katie, uh, Katie Sanchez was interviewed and, um, 
uh, was there something there? Like, like, was she like also a mentor to you too? Yeah, she definitely was, um, along with Tony as well, because, um, I know that she made that run in joke about how they gave me a ride when I, after open gym and I felt so bad too, cause they're asking me like, where do you live? I'm like, Oh, Peoria. But <laughs> they took me for, they gave me a ride home. And the part that I always feel bad about is it was like a 40 minute ride home too. And I didn't know that they live or they still live over towards the Tempe area in Arizona. So that's still a good drive. And then now that I think about it, I'm like, Oh man, but they're always telling me, they're like, no, it's okay. <laughs> we are glad that we were able to take you home that night too. So you were all taken care of. Um, but yeah, so they, they're, they're like your uh, godparents in the game. Is that what it is? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And any funny stories uh, other than that uh, car ride home that you'd want to share with them? Um, I want to say it was this one time we were, I think it was a co-ed classic, the very last one that we had before COVID hit. And we were, I think it was, I can't remember if it was day one or day two. And we were going there and we had breakfast before we went there. And this one person, comes up to the car on Tony's side and he starts knocking on the window and he asked if we had a dollar, I think, and Tony said, no, I'm sorry, we don't have any change. And then the person just continued to have a full on conversation with himself while we're waiting for the lights to turn green and we're just sitting there in silence. So Wait, was this was funny. in the middle of the street. You guys weren't parked anywhere. No, we were waiting at a stoplight and the person comes up to us. I'm like, Oh, this is really happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, and tony just went with it just had a full ride conversation with <laughs> yes yep he just said no i'm sorry don't have any change and then the person just kept talking and, and he's like this person's really having a full-on conversation with himself right now <laughs> <sighs> rest in peace tony uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so um well other than having mentioned you come from new hampshire uh what, what's your did you have a sports background growing up i mean you did mention you played uh, sky zone a lot but was there anything else um when i was in school i would do like intramural sports or i just did a lot of gym classes i never really played on like the school sports team other than track i did do a lot of track and field where um that was my main cardio um especially in New Hampshire, they love playing basketball out there in high school. So I would just play a lot of pickup games or we would play football growing up, like tackle football. And um, soccer was another one. I did play, I did like to play a lot of sports, just, I mean, kind of more for, I know it is all good fun and games, but like not really on like the school teams, just pickup games. So, um, did any of those sports, would you say, like, helped you translate into dodgeball? Or did you feel like you picked up dodgeball, like, from square one and just build your mechanics from there? Um, the When I did track, that definitely helped a lot because it definitely built up my stamina. Um, I was able to run long distances very quick, too. Um, and especially playing baseball, that definitely helped growing up, too, because – 
when I did play baseball, they would always have me in the outfield because I would always just love to throw the ball really hard into the infield as fast as I could. So um, that kind of helped out with kind of like where the power comes in. But um, yeah, it's just track and then playing baseball growing up. That helped a lot. And I imagine track probably helped you with like maybe even covering the distance between the back line and the opening rush. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause I would do long distance and then I would do um, sprints too, or long jump. Nice. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, so um, other than um, Havoc, right? Yeah. Uh, did you have any previous competitive teams uh, before then? I knew only only teams I know of personally would be Havoc and Headhunters. Were yeah. There any other and, before then? Yeah. So there were a couple of times I played on Smash with Joe DeFuria, and um, we did. I think round two, I was on his open hosting team, and then we made. Um, when they do the second annual tribune, we made like a mock team of Arizona players as well. So we did that. And um, I feel like I'm forgetting. If you're, you're forgetting the other teams. No, I I feel like there's another team, but I can't be too sure. I'm just trying to remember. Who was on that mock Arizona team? Uh, Let's see. It was Joe. Cameron Parkey, we had Tony on there. Um, we had Trevor. He plays on Smash as well, and he's from Arizona too. He was on that team. And I think we had Chris O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fun team. <laughs> uh, I could tell from the sound of it. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I'm going to ask you, uh, to rank your favorite ball types from no sting foam, 8.5 cloth. If you played it, just, uh, you want to start from the best to the worst or worst from the best, however you want to go about it. Just, uh, let me know what's your favorite ball type and why. Yeah. So, um, I want to say foam always comes first. So in your face, Sean Anderson, um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cloth would be a, a close second, and then no sting would be third, and then 8.5 would be last. Um, again, in your face, Sean Anderson. He's gonna target you every time, he man. will. <laughs> he, gonna, you're not gonna look young no more. He hits you in the face <laughs> right now. You're gonna age and look like one of them old folks. I'm just telling you, better leave that boy alone. <laughs> <laughs> no but all seriousness so you, did you rank 8.5 last just to get at sean or you just genuinely don't enjoy 8.5 as much so like 8.5 i started to not really like it because i can't like i couldn't throw it and then as um like a year or two progressed i started getting a little better at throwing it and um after playing elite i've grown to enjoy it a little bit more too, especially with like the, we had an annual tournament that uh, Cactus Dodgeball would throw around Christmas time too. And that kind of helped me throwing it. Um, so 
8.5, I don't hate entirely, but um, it's not my go-to preferred ball type. <laughs> and, you, and you just want to take a dig at uh, Sean Anderson just because? Yeah, I, I like to mess with him because I know he prefers 8.5 over foam any day, too. <laughs> I was just wondering if there was any other reason why you went at Sean twice in the same minute, but oh no, I like I like messing with him. Uh, he, he's cool. <laughs> so, all right, now 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 just to get this out the way, do you like tacos or pizza better? Uh, I will, I'll say tacos. All right, so you and Sean agree on something. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you said pizza had been over for you, this podcast would be the end of both of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, man, that man is only a six hour flight from me. Don't don't start none right now. <laughs> don't start none right now, bro. <laughs> so um I mean you mentioned having you and Havoc having plans for round one last year. How how have you adapted to the pandemic like once it hit? Like what what have you been doing to like keep busy? Uh I wanna say so like because I know I talk about Sky Zone a lot. I do go a lot out around like the weekends. Um I think it's been like a great cardio because they have they've had a period where they were selling memberships and one of them was like you pay 40 bucks and you can go like an unlimited amount of time. So I had that for a little bit and like I was always going and um i would go maybe an extensive amount of time between like three six hours on saturdays and then at the beginning of the pandemic i was seeing myself hiking a lot too so i was going hiking and then there was a local league here that started up around last year where um it's a dodgeball league too um it's a foam league and it's with the gator skin so um it's still dodgeball, but it's not like WGBF balls, but it's still fun nonetheless too. And I've gotten the chance to, you know, meet a lot of new people from that league. And we've had like our bumpy roads there at the start, but um, it's just been fun overall, just playing with them. I'm very grateful that they're, they're there through this pandemic because if they weren't there, I don't think I would have been entirely active as much as I have. Oh wow! So yeah. Sky Zone and even dodgeball was still happening in Arizona then. Yeah, it was only like one night a week, and they they haven't been for the league. They haven't been doing open gyms as much as they would. So it's just been league one night a week on Wednesday. And and where is this at? Is it Tempe, Peoria? No, it's from what I'm thinking about. It's more towards Central Phoenix, closer towards Scottsdale too. Oh wow! Yeah, jeez, why haven't I heard of this league yet? <laughs> I would have definitely flown in and dropped in a few. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. So, yeah, I'll definitely ask about that later. Uh, so, um, <laughs> growing up, did you have any role models, like athletes, teachers? Just anyone you looked up to that helped shape you? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think because I had several. Um, there were some, like, high school teachers that, like, they were very relatable with the students. No matter, like, how old they were, they were always trying to, you know, 
I'm trying to think of a better way to say it. Um, like they would, they would talk to us and like let them know their experiences because New Hampshire, the school I went to, it's more of like a small town. Like it's not as big. It's nowhere as big as Arizona is. Like it's a more smaller town too, where um, you have a lot of friends and like neighbors, like everyone knew everyone pretty much. And it, like the environment, it was so good. So like, I mean, they would always give their experiences because the same high school that they went to is the same high school that I went to. It's just the building was always renovated. So um, they would tell us like, this is what we did or um, gave us like good life goals. I mean, I'm trying to like name names, but I know no one would really know who I'm talking about. So, I mean, if you want to name them, go for it. Yeah, so like uh, when I was in high school, I did the I did Air Force Junior ROTC, and we had a major instructor, and then a senior master sergeant instructor, and like the class, it's a class that you can take every year, up until you like uh, graduate, and then um, if you take a certain amount of classes, you get to enlist. If you're in the Air Force, you get promoted two ranks higher than everyone coming out of basic training and then every other like the other branches you get promoted an extra rank ahead of everybody outside of basic training and then you can also do your um officer training school and they would select the instructors for ROTC they would oversee the program while all the students would pretty much like run the classes it was like a self-ran um program pretty much and they were always like over, I wouldn't say over our shoulders, but they would always like help us out. They would give us good guidance. Um, pretty much all the life skills where it's like being punctual, um, good dress, work attire, all that stuff. It definitely helped me out, especially with going into my first job coming out to Arizona because I've always done community service in New Hampshire, but I've never had like a physical full-time paying job until I moved out and graduated high school so you would uh uh commend them as like your role models oh yeah definitely yeah i don't know what i would i don't know where i would be today without them honestly all right so i'm gonna switch this up a little bit uh is there anyone in dodgeball you would consider a role model outside of uh tony and uh katie Anyone in the game you look up to? Yeah, so I kind of want to go back to, like, um, I'm sure you know Dylan Clark Odin, right? Oh, yeah. Known him for, like, geez, wow, six yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> That's another yeah. one that doesn't age. <laughs> he was one of the first players I met when I did my first open gym with NDO2, and um, – like, I just remember watching him and, like, everyone knew – or, like, everyone knew who he, was, who he was in the league, too. He was just playing so good. And, like, when I found out about the USA trials, too, I was always thinking, like, you know, he's going to go somewhere, too. Especially, like, him, Isidro Perez, um, Randy Hoge. Um, I always saw them, and I'm like, they're really going to go places. Like, they're going to be, like, the top of the sport because I just saw them play, and, like, they just go at it, and, like, they're just so good. Like Dylan, he would always give me good tips, um, even like playing in leagues or just open gyms. Like <laughs> I can always hear him standing right next to me 
tell me this is what you should do or this is what will happen if you do this or just kind of give me pro tips and um he he's definitely been someone that i do look up to because he helps me out a lot and he keeps me calm and collected on and off the court um another one i want to say grace bryan too she kind of <laughs> she she keeps me emotionally stable where like if i want to if i do want to like yell or scream or i just get frustrated at myself she she keeps me calm too um and then Ketchum's another one too. He he's he's uh, one player that's been there, done that so many times. He's got that natural talent, and he knows what he's doing. He's been with the sport pretty much since the same age as me, I would assume. Um, and he again, he knows what he's doing. Uh, Allen's another one. I've watched him since I lived in New Hampshire too, and he was always a player that I loved watching through YouTube, even in person too. I always love watching him play. You were stalking Alan on YouTube, on YouTube huh? <laughs> a little bit. I saw him come <laughs> into open gym one time. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's really him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, um, yeah, this was back in like 2011 or so. Like, I don't know if you probably saw the same video, the Rampage highlight video. I don't know yes. if that rings a bell to you. Um, so, yes. yeah, uh, Alan was on that team. And um, I, all I just remember, because that, that was like a long video. It was like a 15-minute video. But when, <laughs> Alan, when Alan's segment popped up, you see this guy doing crazy, like, dodges and just, like, moving like a video game. Yeah. The guy was just moving at, like, 99 speed. And cut to 2012, he's doing an open gym in L.A., and I'm like, yo, and I'm like slapping people on the shoulder, like, yo, that's him. That's a, that that dude from Arizona. <laughs> like <laughs> and he, he's doing the exact same things with the no sting ball, just like crazy dodges, crazy throws. So yeah, I can I can see why you were watching him on YouTube and just wanted to poke fun at that. <laughs> <laughs> and we were both kind of doing the same thing. Only at that point you were still in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, those are some solid uh, dodgeball role models you have there, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they help shape you for better or for worse. Well, worse when you have to face you. <laughs> right. All right. So, um, before we get into the crowdsource questions, and there are definitely some funny ones here, uh, I wanted to ask uh, what your pregame ritual was before a game, before a tournament, rather. Uh, for a tournament... I want to say it depends on the tournament too. Cause like if it's local tournaments, um, my buddy Dom, I don't know why we always do this. We always get <laughs> a pack of gummies and uh, energy drink, probably a Red Bull. And that's like our go-to pregame. to when we're going to a tournament or if it's out of state, I usually, um, if it's one day, I always like to get breakfast anywhere before. Or if it's a two-day, on the second day, I like to get breakfast the day before. Because, um, like, the first day, I usually like to go to the grocery store and, like, get the supplies I need to get me through the day. So I always like waking up maybe, like, 7, 8 in the morning, getting my coffee, getting my stuff for the day, and then going to the venue. But if it's a two-day, you do that at the second day? 
yeah so like if it's a two-day my first day i'll just uh kind of like again get coffee in the morning and then get the stuff for the day and then the second day i like to do um my breakfast and then just go nice um yeah because i was thinking i was thinking like i mean because i play in the south and like as long as i want to say the past what what would have been the past three years um elite now premier have always done two-day west tournaments so um uh, okay so how often well there haven't been any tournaments in arizona really have there like none of the rounds have been in arizona yeah other than round one elite in 2019 i think that's been about it yeah um because i know they said that there's been elite rounds in arizona before it's just i haven't been around so yeah no that was like way before your time i'm trying to think like I want to say it used to be a staple for every round to be a, in Phoenix or Tucson. And mm-hmm. then for whatever reason, either people can't stay in the heat or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> just, hey, whatever. I slept in the car outside city square. So <laughs> I, I dealt with, I don't know if you heard that story, but I actually did do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That could be brutal. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that story offline. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've already shared it on here, but um, all I gotta say is ball is life. So yeah. Life. <laughs> uh, any music you listen to before dodgeball, or anything to get you in the mode? Yeah, um, I'm sure everyone has like their uh, dodgeball hype music, whether it's Eminem or um, just like I don't know, like upbeat music i like listening to um the i know these are kind of like older videos but like the giovinga brothers the music that they play in like their um compilation music videos for when they do like their highlight plays the music that they have in their videos i really like that because it it's like upbeat it gets you ready to go so um like it doesn't even have to be rap it could just be you know loud music to get you in the mood. Now I'm going to have to look up those old Giovinco videos. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I know what you're talking about. They're very like fast paced, frenetic and all that. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm already laughing at these because I know you already looked them over, but we're going to get into the crowdsource questions. <laughs> uh, Daniel Chamberlain goals for, okay. He said, he asked two questions goals for his future. Okay, goals for your future. Like what that was kind of I think he means dodgeball. So let's let's go with that unless you know a hidden meaning behind that. Yeah, because Dan, so the league I play in on Wednesday, he does uh oversee it. So I do get to talk to him a lot too. Um and I kind of get what he's saying, uh, because it's more towards dodgeball. Um he knows uh like me. And trying to make Team USA because like foam is like my best ball type in my opinion, where I think I perform the best, and that's like my main goal is I really want to make the USA team because it's always been something I watched and, um, like he always recognized that I've been to the combine and he knows what I can do as far as play style and that's like what I always try to tell him like that's what I really want to do I want to make it one year. Um, I always strive to make it multiple years, but like at least one year, I definitely want to make it. And I want to, I mean, 
perform the best I can if I do end up making it one year. I hear you, man. Um, I'm all about that, just the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if this is a joke or if it's something we already touched on before. How does he stay forever young? <laughs> yeah, we kind of touched up on that. Um, <laughs> it's that sky zone air. It always hits different. <laughs> that sky zone air. You see, I, I got to say something. The sky zones out here were closed during the pandemic. But had I known they were open over there, I definitely would have made a few trips. <laughs> uh, Eli decided to chime in. Daniel, as long as he doesn't change his last name, I think he'll remain forever young for the rest of his life. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, no relation to Steve Young. No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> None? Okay, just wanted to throw that there. All right. Um one of my uh MVP teammate, Whitney Pittman. Has he bought any cool antiques lately? Are you an antique collector? No, but it's that's another running joke that we had when that year I was invited to the combine. We she was really like cool that whole weekend about hooking me up with a ride from the airport when I arrived to Texas and we kind of hung out with um, it was me, Whitney, and then it was Lizzie from, I think she's in Seattle. I don't Lizzie Hodder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we kind of just hung out for uh, that whole day because we arrived, I think it was like before noon. So we ended up getting food and then we just kind of, saw what what kind of stores were around the whole area for where we were staying from that hotel and we went to a um antique store and i think it said antique at the top but like all the windows were boarded up so like it was crazy how many antiques were in there like half the store is hot and half it was cold because like <laughs> the ac was partially working and then like there was a whole section where it had like old movies and then other sections where it had like furniture, artwork, all that stuff. So it's just a running joke from the combine a couple years ago. Yeah. But I will say this one antique I bought, it's um, there's this one hand where your finger and your thumb are touching and you have your other three fingers held up. Was that a bowling ball? What is it? <laughs> what did no, you get? so like, so like, put your <laughs> so put your finger and your thumb together, like you're making a circle, and then have your other f- three fingers up. Okay. And then hold it over your head. And then I can say, "I got you." Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> you little prick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, I'm taking. All right, first off. I, I just want to stay. I want. I want to stay to the podcast. I did not cuss. Second, I'm gonna take a first class trip to uh, Phoenix Air or Sky Harbor and and beat his. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna get you, dog. I'm gonna get you. That's all I gotta say. We don't have the camera on, but trust me when I say, my word is my bond. I will get you. I don't care if it's <laughs> next week, two weeks from now. At the combine, whatever. I'm gonna get you, dog. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Mark my words. You gonna make me look foolish on this podcast? Um, <laughs> that was that was good. Um, 
Eli, uh, he asked a lot of questions. So we're going to go to the first one. How often do you eat ice cream? Um, probably once a day. Really? <laughs> honestly, I honestly do what? say I will eat it once a day. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what's your favorite flavor? It's still vanilla because you can add anything to it and you can change up the flavor or if you just want straight vanilla, it's right there. You know what? I actually agree with you. Yeah. Uh, it's actually my second <laughs> favorite. It's actually my second favorite for that reason, but I actually agree with you. All right. Uh, when you travel for dodgeball, what is something you have to do for it to be a good trip? Um, definitely like to arrive. So, like, if it's a one-day tournament, I like to arrive that Friday way early in advance so I can do stuff in that state and then enjoy dodgeball as well. So, oh, like, so you- um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you and I are very similar because like, cause I play in the South. I always try to land as early as I can for that same reason. That's why I always take either a red-eye or early morning flight. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like Eli and I, we went to Seattle for the crush tournament, and we – I'm trying to remember for that day before if we arrived early, but I don't think we did because um, – like our flight got in a little bit later and I think out of work that day, I couldn't remember, but we ended up playing before it was a Saturday. We had that tournament, but that Friday night we ended up getting, we got to play dodgeball in the outdoor basketball court. It was raining, but they had like the 8.5 and like um, everyone just came out. Um, people walked by on the street and then they just jumped in and played. And like the people that ran it, they always, from what I hear, they bring in snacks and Gatorades and then like, they just throw a bunch of 8.5 dodgeballs out and then people go at it. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, so it's this, pretty cool. Uh, would this be, uh, if you remember, Cal Anderson? Um, the the venue where they played outside? Probably. Yeah, because I wasn't really familiar with the area. So. Oh, gotcha. I think I think that's, that's where they do their outdoor. It was on a tennis court, I believe, right? Or... <laughs> Yeah, I was on a tennis court. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So who do you look forward to playing against or alongside the next time we do a regional tournament? So obviously you said you would look forward to playing with Havoc. Is there any team you're looking forward to playing against? Gage? Yeah, I'm trying to think about it because there's a uh... – you know, you got your top teams like Crisis and Heat, and I always love playing against Heat because I know, like, not that I don't know what I'm going to get up against when you're coming, like, when you're talking Crisis, but, like, Heat, it's like those – you got a lot of players from Arizona, so, like, I kind of know how they play too, and I like going up against them because it's always, it's always a fun game because there's always those games where it gets really close to, and, like, sometimes I might come out with a win or they'll, like, it'll go back and forth between us. Um, uh, trying to think. I want. I like playing against outsiders too. That's another team and uh, thieves. So no, no Sean, no Sean Anderson, no Rice. 
Oh, he he's a one on one person. That's why I wanted to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, Rise. I'm looking forward to them too because I know they revamped their team. So I want to. I got to see them play at the NBI tournament, but um, I know they didn't have their full roster that they had planned on having. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that too. Oh, so you did get to play dodgeball in 2020. Yeah, I think there was like one or two tournaments I was able to play in. So, uh, what team were you on for the NDI? Um, LADC. Because oh, nice. I wasn't sure if I was going to that tournament, so I wanted to just uh, jump on a team. But they were really fun playing with. Um, yeah, it was just a blast, and we just kind of went at it too. So it was really fun. Nice. All right. So you did have some dodgeball in 2020. Yeah. Um, okay, so last one. Uh, what was the sandbar tournament like, pros and cons? You went to a sandbar tournament recently? Yeah, so it was, I think it was last week where um, in uh, Texas they had their sandbar tournament, and I think they said they have it like every year too. So um, it was really fun. I got to uh, go with Eli, and we stayed with his family for the weekend, and I got to meet like i'm pretty sure i got to meet all this family too and it was really nice uh that friday before we hung out and then the saturday for the tournament we got there i think it was around like 10 or 11 and um a lot of the of course south players were there um joe grant came out and i know a couple other people came out too um but yeah, it was just, it was fun. It was competitive, but more so I was kind of, I was just more looking forward to seeing everybody too, um, outside of just playing alongside with them. So that was really fun. The, I'm trying to think of a con about it because I didn't have much complaints about it. Um, the only thing I wasn't a huge fan of is that a lot of catches were happening with like, cause like the middle line was a hard line. The, like the other lines, like the sidelines and the back line, it was more of a soft line. So like people right. would stand, yeah, people would stand with one foot in and a whole foot out. And then like they were catching everything for days. <laughs> yeah. So it felt, I felt like I was playing no sting on a WDBF court. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't throw it hard enough because everyone was catching me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no, I mean, I've been to a few of them out there. So I was just trying to think like, I think the only con maybe would be like, at least for me, sometimes I get tripped up in the sand, but I mean, yeah. otherwise, like it's just it's a fun, it's a fun like seven hour tournament. Like you just sit back, and the bar is literally like right there. You can order you like food or drinks or whatever in between rounds. So that for me, that's been fun. <laughs> yeah, and that's not even like a major con. That was just like a minimal thing because like yeah. everything about it, it was just so much fun. Yeah, I think I've been to. Yeah, I want to say about four or five in the past, geez, five years. <laughs> yeah, so um, Lucas Boyle, what aspects of your game are you working on? And what piece of advice you received that helped the game click for you? Um, this one, yeah, I was thinking about this one because it is hard to say because like dodgeball hasn't really been happening to like how to improve your competitive games. So like, I just been rewatching a ton of footage, even if it's not on myself, but um, 
like watching a ton of footage and uh, keeping my cardio and stamina stamina up because uh, like past couple of years my stamina like I would get so winded during some games and like that would totally like screw me over in the end but um my accuracy has been a big one where I'll go to not not even just sky zone like there uh where I live there's a couple of like indoor gyms where like they'll have open periods where no one's in there so I'll just like throw out a wall for maybe 30 40 minutes and I'll take some go tape and I'll make targets on the wall and I'll just continue to throw it at that over and over again. And then um, I'm trying to think what else. What else did you say on the question? Um, okay, sorry. Let me go back to it. Um, so what aspects of your game are you working on? What piece of advice have you received to help the game click for you? Okay. Um, the other thing I was re-listening to when Nate Kreider and Andrew Ketchum, they did that other podcast where they were talking about like the young players that went to the combine and what advice would you want to give them to trying to make the team again or make the team for the upcoming years when they do have more combines. Um, and I remember Ketchum was telling me how like he was saying Gage is a really talented player, but I think my bad aspects I've been picking up on were trying to play like really serious games, like their open gyms. And that does like screw me over in the end too, because like I'll free play. And then like, I'll think about it. Even when I'm watching my footage, like I'll play it and I look at myself and I'm like, yeah, that was really stupid. So like when we can get back to dodgeball, I want to get back into that rhythm where, you know, this is where I would have done that messed up play and not do that again and be more reserved. Um, and I'm trying to remember what Nate said too, because he said that he sees a lot of what I do in a play style compared to what some of the t other old team USA players do when they're out on the court as well. Um, it just comes to that experience as well. So I want to like get myself out there a little bit more as far as competitive tournaments and um, yeah, I really just get out there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I remember that um, that episode was like recorded back in November and that was really uh, insightful. I was taking some mm -hmm. tidbits from that as well. Um, Daniel Chamberlain again, <laughs> what are the <laughs> tips for improving catches? Uh, that one I was thinking on too. And cause I'm not, I wouldn't classify myself as the best catcher. Um, when I did start out, I remember Dylan cause Dylan, when I watched him play, I, he was just catching everything when it came to foam and like, he could even reach and he'd catch it. But for the most part, like when it was like in his bread basket, if you would say he would, it's like always, he would always catch it. So like me, I would always flinch because like a ball was just flying at me and that's my first instinct was a dodge. But he would always tell me, he's like, you got to learn just to take it or just try to catch more, even if you're not going to catch it because you're going to definitely drop it. Um, just take it. And like, that was my first step. And I would just take it and it always hit me right in the chest and like bounce up or I'd reach for it. And I would look like a fool trying to catch it. But like over time I started to like get the feel for it and like, I'd catch a little bit better. Um, even like wearing position on the court, 
if I'm not like squared up, try to catch. But I mean, yeah, that question, it, it was hard for me to like try to think about answering because um, I don't, I don't see myself as like the best catcher. <laughs> I think he was trying to improve his catching game. Hopefully yeah. he got that from you. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Eli with the second ser- uh, series of questions, if the 2020 season would have happened, what do you think it would have looked like? So, so let's just talk in terms of havoc. Cause I feel like that's a long winded question to ad- try to answer. So from your perspective, had Havoc played the four rounds, because it would have been an additional four or an additional round, how do you think you guys would have done? How do you guys were, you think you would have finished? Um, that one was like a – it's kind of like a wild card in my opinion because round one we had – I thought we would have had like a really solid lineup. Like we had Matt Levine for open nose thing. And um, coming back to 8.5 after a break with – um, Alan being really motivated about joining Havoc and like improving his 8.5 game. It would, it would have been very interesting to see. Um, I don't really know how to answer it just because like Havoc, they've always had their uh, main roster throughout the years. And then Alan would always jump on here and there for through their uh, co-ed team and just kind of seeing that play out open all year especially with like Matt Levine not playing on our team for every round. It's something that we would have to like try to figure out how to adapt to. Um, so that one, I'm, I was just really trying to think about like how that would have been. I would like to think that it would have been a learning experience on my end because like Havoc is again, that uh, it's a new team to me. It's not a new team, like a brand new team to me, because I know, like, I've seen them play, and I know that they're very, like, they can be a good, talented team, and they'll just go at it. But for me, that would have been totally different. So it's just been a learning experience for you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I would have loved to have seen uh, Havoc and Rise at 8.5 just to see – Allen versus his old team and you versus Sean Anderson. (laughs) I'm going to just nitpick at that every chance I get just for the record. Um, (laughs) All right. So favorite dodgeball Jersey. Yeah. So this one, I always tell Eli because when we had, there was a foam tournament that we went to in California for uh, reckon and that team, it was maybe it, what's the right word it was just a free agent team that we kind of threw together and that tournament we did pretty well um we got we won our first game going into elimination and then the second game we lost but it was to the team that ended up winning it all but like our team for just being a free agent team like we really gelled together pretty good and like we were doing just so well throughout the whole day um and the jerseys that he came up with I don't know how quick those jerseys were made, but like those, like the fading, the white fading and the black, that was like my favorite jersey. Um, and it was, it was like a tie. What jersey between, was this? I'm sorry. What jersey was this? The the Reckon jersey, the white the white fading into the black. Oh, okay. So that was a free agent team initially. Yeah, because like we, uh, they had like separate 
uh, post on that uh, Facebook page for the tournament of like free agents. And Eli just kind of like got everyone together and said, you know, you guys want to make a team, we can do this. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And then we ended up going to the Seattle tournament as the same team. And we did pretty well there too. But um, that, I, I think that's probably my fa- most favorite jersey. Um, it was a tie between that and a Doom jersey or a Team Austin jersey. <laughs> well, I mean, Doom has always had like the same jersey. And Team Awesome's had like numerous iterations. Right. I want to say like Team Awesome, they're... I guess OG black and blue and team awesome and white. That's one of my favorite ones. And then doom. I like when I play dodgeball, I love wearing all black. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it just looks badass to me. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, favorite tournament so far. Favorite tournament. If I'm still thinking about it, I want to say the crush in Seattle. Still my favorite tournament. Really? The 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 crush in Seattle? Yeah. Because, like, if we're talking if like, where you're traveling to for state being your favorite, I feel like Texas would be a good state where that was, like, my favorite state to go to because, like, the whole environment, it, it felt like home to me. But so was Seattle because I was born in Washington. And, like, the whole environment, everyone was so friendly up there. It was a foam tournament. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, it was like, so fun, I guess you'd say. <laughs> it, it was really good. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That was all good. Um, yeah. I, wish, I wish I would have gone to that crush if I had known it would have been one of the few last tournaments to run. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, last uh, tournament – or. Last question from Eli. Favorite city to have visited for dodgeball? Um, that The one we went to for the Texas Sandbar, that was it. And I know oh. it's like the very last one we went to, but I mean, especially with how that weekend went, it, it, that definitely took it. You just love Texas? Yeah, because like where his parents live, they... I can't remember what the like the city was, but like they're in a small town too, and like where they live, it looked a lot like New Hampshire too, and like the atmosphere of it, especially where we went on Friday. Um, We went to a winery where we uh, got to sample some wines. We we bought a couple of bottles. We had pizza that night. It was really good, and they played some acoustic guitar music, country music. So it felt really nice. Nice. Are you even old enough to drink? (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> you gonna have to run me that id next time i see you man <laughs> you still looking 15 man you look like a high school musical extra <laughs> you don't make me look foolish on this podcast i'm gonna roast you that's how it works <laughs> i comes with the jokes <laughs> oh man yeah, I think I, I think I can pinpoint where you were uh, dancing in the background with Zac Efron. That's how I know you in that movie. <laughs> Keep messing with me. I can go, I can do this all day. <laughs> I, I all didn't right. tell you I was a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so we got through the crowdsource questions, 
And uh, this year or this season, rather, I wanted to tackle a theme of legacy. And it's been touched on a few times um, here and there, but I wanted to make this a, a genuine theme for this season for anyone I ask stateside or, inter or internationally. So Gage, after you play your final game, how would you like to be remembered? And I don't mean final game of the tournament. I mean, like, legit your final game of dodgeball. Um, I mean, if I'm really old <laughs> compared to what everyone's saying, if I'll be forever young, um, with, like, slow moving, I still want to, I don't know, make a crazy play where I do a front flip, maybe catch a ball. <laughs> And like close out a full game with like getting everyone back to back, but like just doing something stupid to where maybe I'll break a bone or something. <laughs> Knowing I will break a bone, I will try to do something stupid but make a crazy play. <laughs> but af after that is all over, how would you like to be remembered? Like, what impression would you like to leave behind? Um, Man, I'm trying to think about it because that's like a out there question. It's really uh, like maybe one of those players. No, yeah. So like maybe one of those players that were they started out of nowhere. No one knew who he was. And then, you know, he shined in the moment and everyone knew who he was and he made a big impact on everybody, even inside or outside of dodgeball. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree. Um, I would say if, God forbid, you were to announce that you retire tomorrow. Um, and I'm kind of like piecing together where we actually met, but I know I've known you for like four or five years, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> um, blame it on the Arizona, blame it on the drinks. Um well, you were sipping off a uh, sippy cup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I would say, like, I always, if you were to retire tomorrow for whatever reason, I would say I would remember you as this youthfully exuberant, passionately competitive uh, player um, who I did not know was from New Hampshire because not for nothing, I don't know anything coming out of New Hampshire. Uh, <laughs> but um, someone who's a genuine a genuine dude, a solid party animal, and overall just a cool guy, man, and a great competitor to watch and to play against. So that's if if you were to retire tomorrow, that's the legacy you left with me, and I'm sure it's a legacy you you'll leave with people who know you. Um, so, with that being said, uh, you went through a gauntlet of questions. Uh, clearly, the legacy question got you. I had to get you with some jokes because I still couldn't get over what you hit me with. Uh, are there any, are there any shout outs you'd like to give before we wrap this up? Um, I'm just trying to keep it like a symbol because <laughs> I don't want to take up too much time. Ah, you good. Um, we good on time. huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely a shout out to you, Dan. Cause I mean, again, with you running the, Wednesday night league it's been it's been awesome that you've been able to do that because again I don't know where like <laughs> what I'd be doing throughout the whole COVID and um 
same with Eli. Um, when we went to Texas, he gave me like the full hospitality, especially with him being with his parents, making me feel like I was at home again. Um, and I mean, anyone that's given me tips and tricks, um, I don't know if you know CJ, he played on grit and, um, Emily, she, I don't remember if she played in a lot of elite tournaments, but there are a couple and CJ, we have the same birthday, but he's been very cool to kind of get close with as like COVID has been progressing to, we've gotten to have a better bonding relationship with both of them. Um, same with Kendall. I don't know if he's going to hear this, but he plays in the Wednesday night league too. And we've had a little bumps here and there throughout it, but we've gotten to have a better relationship as well. So COVID, it's been kind of crappy, but it's been a blessing to show me, you know, who you can get a lot closer with personally when you need them to. So. Yeah. Um, some solid shout outs there. And wrap. All right. And that was my interview with Gage Young. Gage, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing with us your story um, and providing us a few laughs. Even though you try to roast me, you got roasted right back. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, make an announcement. Uh, actually, after Gage's interview, I recorded a uh, international interview um, that will be aired or released rather next week. Um, taking the podcast of the podcasters episode uh, as an inspiration, I reached out to a podcast in France, which in English uh, translates into catch me if you can and i'll have that episode out next week and in that episode we kind of, we go over their dodgeball origins as well as the beginnings of the podcast and what they what they go through to produce an episode so hopefully um when i get that aired i know you guys will enjoy it so if you've been listening to this podcast up to this point thank you so much have a wonderful day <laughs>